Acts 18. This would have been your reading for last Thursday night if you're, if you're following along the reading plan that some of you are. And we're getting into some good chapters of, of Acts, as, as most of you have probably discovered over the last uh, few days that you've read. And we're getting to see a lot of Paul's journeys. He is covering a lot of ground uh, as he goes about and does the Lord's work. And we see that it's not always easy for him, but God is with him through these uh, missionary journeys, if we can call them that, uh, that Paul is continually going on. We'll be in Acts chapter 18, verses 1 through 11. Acts 18, 1 through 11. We'll read through the text, then we'll pray. After this, he left Athens and went to Corinth, where he found a Jewish man named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had ordered all the Jews to leave Rome. Paul came to them, and excuse me, Paul came to them, and being of the same occupation, stayed with them and worked, for they were tent makers by trade. He reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and tried to persuade both Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy came down from Macedonia, Paul was occupied with preaching the message and solemnly testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Messiah. But when they resisted and blasphemed, he shook his robe and told them, Your blood is on your own heads. I am innocent. From now on I will go to the Gentiles. So he left there and went to the house of a man named Titius Justus, a worshiper of God whose house was next door to the synagogue. Crispus, the leader of the synagogue, believed the Lord along with his whole household. Many of the Corinthians, when they heard, believed and were baptized. Then the Lord said to Paul in a night vision, Don't be afraid, but keep on speaking and don't be silent, for I am with you. And no one will lay a hand on you to hurt you, because I have many people in this city. And he stayed there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. Let's pray. Father God, I pray that you just would be with us tonight as we look at your word. I pray that you just would uh, be with me as I preach and teach tonight, God. I pray that you take away any, any anxiousness that I feel, God. I pray that you take away any anxiousness or worry or burden that anyone in this place uh, may have brought in with them, dear Lord. God, don't let the enemy uh, steal our joy tonight or steal an opportunity for us to learn into your word. But God, draw our minds in that we would be focused on what your word says here. Let us see uh, the works of Paul and see how you are watching over and taking care of him as he does his works for you, dear Lord. And I pray that you would just help us to realize that you are with us, watching over us as we do works for you, God. So I pray tonight that you just... Uh, just put out a spirit of just gentleness and love and joy and peace and comfort on this place, dear Lord, that whatever we may have brought, if anything, that we would just put it down now, dear Lord, and fully seek you and see what you have to say to us tonight. And so I pray, God, that you hide me behind the cross and that you just speak a mighty word to us tonight. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Amen. Now in these verses, we see that Paul is talking to the Corinthian people. 
And so we know that even though some may have rejected the teachings that Paul uh, and the preaching that Paul was, was giving them here, there were some who accepted it. Obviously there were because that's where we have the book of Corinthians. Paul was writing a letter back to the people of Corinth and he was writing a letter back to believers. Believers who maybe were, undivi- or were divided in certain issues. They, they weren't in agreement. They had, they had missed some things. They weren't doing right. And Paul was correcting them and addressing these concerns concerns and encouraging them and we've seen that through our study of 1 Corinthians over the last few months. And so in these verses here most of what we see in Acts are the events that are all the other letters write about that we have in the New Testament. And here we see Paul is going to Corinth and he faces much opposition. But in the midst of his opposition, God gives him an encouraging word. He gives him some reassurance. He gives him something uh, to help him get through these difficult times. Now, there were some who had rejected and didn't believe. But even after those that didn't believe uh, wanted to get rid of him, Paul continued to preach and teach the word, and there were some there that did believe. In verse 9 in particular is what we're going to look at tonight. And, And this is the Lord speaking to Paul here through a night vision, and he says, Don't be afraid, but keep on speaking, and don't be silent. For I am with you, and no one will lay a hand on you to hurt you, because I have many people in this city. Now, isn't that encouraging? Imagine for a second how difficult it was for Paul. Now, if you've been reading through the book of Acts or have ever read it before, as well as the rest of the New Testament where we see Paul, you will see very quickly that Paul did not have an easy go of it. Very seldom did Paul have an easy go of it. It it was constantly uh, affliction after affliction, trouble after trouble. Every time uh, one good thing would happen, there would be something bad that would happen. For all the people that he was reaching uh, effectively for the gospel of, of the Lord, for the kingdom of God, there was another group of people that wanted to kill him, that wanted to imprison him. And Paul had a hard go of it. It was not easy for Paul. But as we've kind of been reading through Acts, it's kind of fresh on my mind. And there were three things that I was thinking today. If I could could sum up and kind of simplify, what are three things that maybe we could take, not just from this passage, but kind of the life of Paul in general and how Paul lived his life and how he lived for the Lord. What could we take from that? And the first thing I came up with was that Paul was diligent to preach the gospel. That's what he wanted to do. That was his number one desire was to lead people to Jesus Christ. And really, there is nothing more important than that. There's nothing more important than that. And that should be our number one desire. Our desire and our cares should be for those who are lost souls. Those who may not know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. They are probably those people in our lives and we wonder. Nobody knows the heart of anybody, but there are probably those in our life, and we just wonder, do they know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Are they living for the Lord? Well, we don't know the answer to that, but we can, we can make an effort to go and make sure. We can make an effort to just come out and say, hey, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Now, that's easy to stand up here and say, but it's really hard to do. 
And most of you would probably agree with that. Sometimes it may be easier than others, and for some of you it may be easier than for others of us. But typically speaking, that's kind of a hard thing to do. So we definitely want to pray to the Lord and pray that the Holy Spirit would empower us to, in some way, uh, talk to our friends and our loved ones to find out if they have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we need to be diligent uh, about trying to reach people for the kingdom of God. And that was Paul's number one concern. Now, not all of us are going to be called to, to have a, a, a preaching and missionary type role like Paul had. Not everybody is going to be called in that way. So it doesn't mean that we all have to get on a boat and sail the world and, 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 and go all over the place nonstop. Although God does call some people to that and praise the Lord that they are willing to go just like Paul did. But, but whether we're called to go in that way or not, we still need to be diligent about showing the love of Christ to people and trying to lead people to the Lord. After all, that's why we have church. That's why we meet together. That's why we convene. That's why we come. Sure, we come to fellowship and have a good time, as Jennings pointed out when we started, and everybody's talking and laughing, and that's good. We don't need to take that for granted because there's a lot of churches where you don't get that. But, but praise the Lord that we can come and love and talk and, and have a good time with each other. And that's part of what being a Christian is. That's part of what a fellowship is. But that's not the only reason why we come. There are good ministry opportunities that God places uh, before us that we're able to help in and all those good things. But the ultimate goal is to make sure that people know that Jesus Christ died on a cross for them. And sometimes I think that that can kind of get buried under church stuff, sadly. That's the reality of it. Sometimes we get so busy doing church stuff that we forget that our goal and our mission and our purpose is to be about leading people to Jesus Christ. And sometimes we have to be reminded of that, even, or maybe you don't, but sometimes even as a pastor, I have to remind myself, hey, I'm getting off track with, with other stuff that may not necessarily be bad stuff. Church stuff isn't usually bad stuff. But sometimes we can lose focus of our goal and we just need to refocus. Paul was very diligent about sticking to his goal and his main focus that we see in the text is he is going to lead people to Jesus Christ. That's what he desires to do most of all. The second thing we see about Paul as we're reading through the book of Acts and in the rest of the works is that he suffered greatly for the Lord. It was not an easy path. It was not easy for him. If you go back and look through the scriptures, you can find many times that Paul was in prison, that he was beaten. There were constantly people, <coughs> excuse me, there were constantly people who, who were trying to run him out of town, who wanted to come against him. It was not an easy thing for Paul to do to serve the Lord. And guess what? It's not easy for us to serve the Lord. And sometimes uh, I think people are misled. There, sometimes uh, people are led to think that once we become a Christian that everything is going to be good, that everything is going to be fine, that all of our wishes are going to come true and there will be no more struggles and no more hard times. But that's just not true at all. If anybody was going to be spared hard times, wouldn't it be Paul? I mean, wasn't he at the forefront of making sure the gospel was spread? If God was going to protect anybody and make sure that, that the work got done, wouldn't he have protected Paul? I mean, has there been a greater missionary than Paul? Maybe, I don't know. But man, when you look at Paul's body of work, you think, golly, if Paul had to go through these hard times, guess what? We do too. And Jesus told us that. Jesus told his disciples that before he left. He said, look... If they're going to do these things to me, no doubt they are going to do them to you. 
And so that's not to, to be a downer to discourage you. It doesn't mean that if we're not suffering that we're not doing a good job for, for the Lord. Sometimes maybe we get that mentality and say, well, everything's doing good, so I'm not suffering any, so I must not be doing a good job. Well, maybe or maybe not. There are seasons in our life where we have to suffer some for the gospel. We have to hang in there when it's tough. But there are other times in our life where God watches over us, where God takes care of us. Now, we see plenty of instances in Scripture where, where Paul is facing hard times. But here in this verse that we look at tonight, we see God giving Paul some encouragement. And we need that from time to time, right? Because it's not always easy. Sometimes it's very discouraging. Sometimes you think everything's going just right and, and everything's lining up right and this is going to work and that's going to work, whether it's in, in your everyday life or whether it's at your job or whether it's at church. And then all of a sudden it just, it seems like it never fails. The bottom falls out. Sometimes we have to struggle. Sometimes it may be a choice we made or, or something we did on our own. And sometimes it may just be life. Sometimes it may be God testing us. Sometimes it may be the enemy trying to get us to stumble. But oftentimes in life, just when things look like they can't get any worse, sometimes uh, we want to give up. I would venture to say that probably everybody in here has been at a point in time in their life where they wanted to give up with something. They couldn't go any further. They couldn't do anymore. They were at their wit's end. They wanted to just give up. Now, we don't see in the text here that Paul wanted to give up. I'm not implying that he did. But we do see that God gave him a word of encouragement there. And I think God knows that sometimes we need a word of encouragement. Paul had just faced a lot of rejection for the people that he was trying to reach. And God was reminding them, hey, even some, uh, even though some didn't listen to what you had to say, God reminded him, he said, look, I've got many people here. And God said, don't be quiet. Keep on preaching. Keep on doing the work. And that's a good reminder for us, Christian, because God may have called us to some work, to minister to someone, maybe not a whole town of people like Paul was doing here at Corinth, but there may be just that one person that God has been calling us to. And maybe we're at the point where we want to give up. Maybe it's a, a situation totally unrelated to church or ministry, but there may be some situation in your life tonight, and maybe God wanted to give you this encouraging word. Maybe he wanted to remind you, just as he reminded Paul, don't give up. It doesn't mean that things are always going to be easy, but we can know that God is going to be with us. And we see God give Paul a couple of encouraging words. We see it here. We see it again in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, where Paul says he has a thorn in the flesh. Now, we don't know what that thorn in the flesh is. Maybe it's a literal thorn he's got in it. Or maybe it was something he was going through in his life and he had this thorn in the flesh and he says that he prayed about it, that God would take it from him. And we, we get that because we've been in situations where we wish they would just end, they would go away, we would get better, things would just work out. And we pray and we pray and we pray and we want God just to answer those prayers and make it better instantly. But you know what God told Paul? He prayed and he prayed and he prayed and God told Paul, he said, look, my grace is sufficient, for power is perfected in weakness. God didn't take away his thorn in the flesh, but he did say, look, I'm going to be gracious to you, and you're going to see my power. I'm going to be with you in your weakest time. And that's just a couple of examples that Paul is giving, or God is giving Paul that encouraging word that he needs. And sometimes we need an encouraging word. 
Maybe tonight some of you need an encouraging word and you need to know and you need to be reminded that God is with you. And Paul's situation didn't get better. If you read the chapters after this, guess what? People are still trying to kill him. But God gave him that extra boost, that extra bit of encouragement. Paul was diligent to do God's work. He was diligent to stay on mission. And no matter what happened, he was going to have to suffer a little bit. That was part of, of, of doing God's work, and it's the same for you and I. Third thing I thought of when I, when I think about Paul and, his, and, his, and his, his work for the Lord is he never gave up on his mission. He never gave up. He was diligent to lead people to Christ. He suffered greatly, but through everything he went through, through all the ground that he covered, through all the people that were coming against him, through all the good days that God was with him encouraging him, through all the bad days that the people wanted to kill him, he never gave up. And I want to encourage you tonight, don't give up. It is so easy to want to give up. It is so easy to want to give in. It is so easy to say, I failed in this way, I failed in that way. And boy, the enemy wants us just to give up with lots of things in our life, whatever it may be. Perhaps something at your job, perhaps something at your home life, perhaps something here at church, whatever it may be. There are many times in our life that the devil wants us to get off of mission. But I want to encourage you tonight to stay on mission. Don't give up. Don't let the enemy convince you to give up. Don't let all the obstacles and the suffering and the pain that may come into serving the Lord cause you to stop serving the Lord. Oftentimes when we are serving the Lord, that's when we, that's when we do face those hard times because Satan always wants to keep a good thing from happening. He always wants to keep a good thing from happening. But Paul, God reminded Paul in these verses that he was with him. He was with him, that he was going to take care of him, that he was going to watch over him. God reminded Paul that his grace was sufficient and that his, in his weakest point that Paul could trust in the strength of the Lord. And I want to remind you tonight, if you've forgotten or maybe you didn't know, maybe it's your weakest moment, maybe you're in a weak spot in your life, but you can trust on the strength of the Lord. You cannot get through it on your own, but God's strength can carry you through. There's a lot we can learn from Paul. Let's be diligent about the Lord's work. Let's know that when we suffer, God is with us. And let us stay on mission through the good times and through the bad times so that the gospel of Jesus Christ can be preached, so that lost souls can be saved, so that sins can be forgiven, so that we take part in building the kingdom of God. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight and we thank you for these words. It's just so much... It's so much, dear Lord, in your word. It's so much good. It's so much that grabs a hold of us and shakes us, dear Lord, and gets our attention. It's so much, God, that just breaks our heart and convicts us. It's so much, God, that brings us to joy. It's so much, God, that just gives us peace and, and, and satisfaction in you, God. And we thank you for these good words tonight, that we see how you took care of your disciple, Paul. And dear Lord... We're not promised that we'll never be hurt by those who come against us, dear Lord. Many times doing your work is hard and people hurt us, if not physically with words or emotionally, ever how it may be, dear Lord. There are often times that we are hurt. But God, there are often times where you protect us, where you take care of us, where you get us through those rough seasons, dear Lord. So I pray, God, if there's any in this room tonight that are struggling with something and they want to throw in the towel that they want to give up, God, I pray that your Holy Spirit right now would just bring just a, a sense of peace and joy to their heart, that they would just hold on tight, God, 
and their weakness that they would trust in your strength. And God, that they would stay on mission for you. I pray, God, for this church that you help us not to ever get off mission. If we do, get us back on track, dear Lord. God, we want to be about good works. We want to be about good fellowship. We want to be about love. We want to be about helping people. Dear Lord, you call us to do that, but help us not to forget our goal, our mission. Help us not to just go through motions, dear Lord God, but always bring the love of Jesus Christ in everything we do. So I pray, God, that you would help us to stay on mission as a church. I pray that you would help us to seek your strength, dear Lord. I pray that you would keep us together, keep us loving each other, and help us to, to, to take that love out of these doors and into a world that needs it more than ever. In Jesus' name, I ask these things. Amen. Amen.